Oh, do we have a monster slate ready to go for you tonight. Um, 28 teams are in action tonight. Brian, um, how many teams are in baseball? Uh, 30? Yeah. Um, <laughs> almost every team is in action tonight. So we have mm -hmm. plenty of action to go to. And Brian, usually, you know, I'm kind of just like asking you, how's your day? How you doing? First of all, I hope you're doing well, but, um, yeah. I feel like, I feel like now's one of those shows where we probably shouldn't be kind of messing around. We should probably just get straight into it. Right. And yeah. uh, I know you have a few games today. I know mm -hmm. I, I looked last night and was just picking. And then all of a sudden I realized I got a little carried away. Uh, last night, yesterday, we only had like three or four games that we mm -hmm. had. One got rained out and the other three, I think we went two and one in those games. But um, yeah, well, today, just a little sneak peek. Um, yeah, uh, I went I went a little overboard uh, and that's probably <laughs> going to be more. So I'll start with you since uh, mm -hmm. I know you have a few games as well. And the first one is actually a really interesting game because I would like to say Matt Scherzer and the Nationals can win here, but yes. what, what do we what do we make of Scherzer so far? That's kind of the big question mark, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the question. Um look, his his velocity is down, his barrel percentage is up, his fly ball rate is high. I mean if it's all good. Is, all very good. When you put yeah. all that together, that means good, right? Or, right. No, that's well, bad. Yeah, yeah. That's bad. I mean well <laughs> You know, look at what the D-backs did last night. I mean, they destroyed Corbin. So, you know, it wasn't even it wasn't even late in the game. It was immediate. You know, they got yeah. one out and then back How to back home was that runs. Game? Like, I mean, just terrible to watch. It was. I mean, even the national <laughs> announcers are like, "What? What is going on here? Balls <laughs> don't fly out of Nationals Park at, in this temperature and this type of." setting they, i mean the wind oh, was they, blowing they in like flew too yeah they flew and i mean for both teams but yeah. man arizona capitalized on corbin's mistakes and now granted scherzer isn't throwing his best stuff but you know historically he's 7-0 against the d-backs with the 2.85 era maybe he can you know i mean it's not like he's a terrible pitcher He's getting more solid contact and he's getting some higher fly balls, but you know, I mean, he's he can still throw his his pitches. He can still get his you know off speed. Stuff right. He and, still and, has. It's not high yeah. velocity type stuff anymore, but he still has right. some nasty movement on his pitches. He's he's got the movement. Um, you know, the D backs lineup is questionable. It's at best. It it, it, it it's at one best. of those things. It's one of those things. It's like all right. Last night they got great contact against Corbin, but is that a thing they're going to do every night? I would have to see that to believe that. So can, you know, Scherzer work his stuff and get through the lineup of the D-backs? I think he can. The question is, are the D-backs going to capitalize on his mistakes? Yeah, that's really the big that's, question. And, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's enough that, you know, I, I would like to go – maybe first five under or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. usually what we could take uh, use for an ace starting pitcher like Max Scherzer, but it's just a question of whether or not he's still a great pitcher. Don't get yes. me wrong. Oh, he's absolutely. still great, but he's not like Jacob the Grom level. I would say right. anymore. He's not he's as not. shut down as he used to be. Right. Like I, when I go into a Shane Bieber game, I know mm -hmm. that I'm probably going to get that first five under and it's going to hit right. pretty easily. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's those conventional type of bets that we have for aces. I right. don't think work with Scherzer anymore. So it's, 
it's really hard for me to find yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's really good that we highlighted it because I'm, I would be very, very skeptical about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't know if I can bet it. Now, um, I do have to mention the Phillies a little bit here just because the, the only reason I do is mm -hmm. because on the road, they are brutally bad. But now they have a home matchup mm -hmm. against Carlos Martinez, who has been awful this season. I mean, every metric tells you that this guy has been bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, minus 148 is a little bit. Now, I was going to take a first five under uh, or a first five uh, Phillies money line, but mm -hmm. that ballooned up to like minus 159, I think. Yeah, minus 157. It was yeah. not that yesterday. I had that bet, and it was not even close to that. Mm -hmm. um, but this has kind of gone up. Is, is it worth taking? I feel like it's worth at least taking a shot on that Phillies because that Eflin's good too. Yeah. The Cardinals lineup doesn't scare me. The Cardinals lineup has been good, mm -hmm. uh, but I feel like it's worth taking a chance on. Phillies are a good home team. They have the pitching matchup here. Uh, why not just take a chance on the kind of home road splits theory? Right. If Eflin can throw his stuff like he has in his previous starts this year, yeah. I see no reason not to go in the Phillies direction. You know, they have their offense working enough that they can counter whatever St. Louis can produce against Eflin. So that's yeah. not, like you said, the, the Cardinals lineup is not a scare or a concern, especially against Eflin. I mean, the matchups for in almost every category favor leaning slightly towards the Phillies. <laughs> and this, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's not going to be like a blowout, clearly. No, but, no, no. But yeah, I mean, the Phillies match up well against the Cardinals in this circumstance, you know, the the can Carlos Martinez get his stuff in and, and work the Phillies lineup again? He hasn't, he hasn't shown that so far. So yeah. can he consistently shut down the Phillies offense at home? You know, that's the question. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he can do that. I, I think the Phillies will be able to put up some runs and get some, get some momentum going. And with Zafflin on the mound, I mean, so he can, here's he can shut down the Cardinals pretty easily. Yeah, and here's a, I want to go over the splits for the home run and, and why I'm so intrigued by this. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know it's small sample size, but this also kind of dates back. If I could have the home road splits for the past three years, you know, we kind of see these numbers basically, um, you know, have a huge difference as well, or enough of a difference to make it notable. Mm -hmm. uh, but on the road, the Phillies have an OPS of five five sixty six. Uh, they have an average of point two hundred. Uh, mm -hmm. They are not very good. But when you have them at home, they're 0.262 average, a 7.53 OPS. Mm -hmm. Obviously, things look really good for the Phillies at home. And so, you know, seeing Ajad saying you don't got to pay the juice if you win, Eflin first five looks good. Yes, Eflin first five, I think, does. It is a little bit juicy for me, though. I will admit, I, I don't want to pay the juice, but mm -hmm. it's a bit juicy. So how about I do this instead? Because I know the one thing I do absolutely love in this matchup is the Phillies bats against Carlos Martinez yes. because of those numbers I just saw. I want to mm -hmm. take that theory that they hit better at home, and I'm going to take the team total over four and a half at plus mm -hmm. 100. Um, I think it's it's worth taking the risk. I think they can hit Martinez hard. And again, using that home road splits, I think it's worth taking a shot at even money here at over four mm -hmm. and a half. Oh, and yeah. I think that's your best bet. Yeah, that's that's a pretty safe bet, I would say. <laughs>
Yeah, and it's again, it's even money not paying the juice. It's it's. I I would say if you want to find any type of value in that game, or uh, you want to use that theory of home road splits for the Phillies, that would be the way to do it. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, for me, you're tuned into the Better Baseball Podcast right now. WindailySports.com. Uh, you know what? Get a gold membership. Why not? And you can get uh, sports betting picks. You can get some DFS plays, and especially if you join the chat, you can get our DFS gurus in the Discord chat uh, tinkering with your lineups, and they've done a very good job, specifically uh, Ghost. My man, Ghost, killing it in the uh, NBA DFS game. Uh, But let's stick here. Now, the rest of the slate, Major League Baseball, Cincinnati and Cleveland. I have to admit, when I first saw this and I first saw the pitching matchup, I went, hmm, I might go with Cleveland here. They're a little bit of a dog. Cleveland Mm -hmm. seems good. Then I looked into things a little bit, and I look, I know Jeff Hoffman pretty well because uh, I was at the uh, same college he was when he was pitching and got drafted um, 2014, but obviously has not been a great major league baseball pitcher, but he's actually kind of he's he's leveled out a little bit. He's out of Colorado, which obviously helps out any pitcher, especially mm-hmm. Jeff Hoffman, who came into the league as a fly ball pitcher. Uh, so that obviously helps out. Uh, he's been getting some whiff rate, which is really good. The thing is, the hard contact rate is up too. But I think when you look at you know xFIP, Sierra, uh, all of those types of stats, he's actually he's not a great pitcher, but he's kind of evening out. You know, he's he's going to be around a, a four ERA, and that's good for what you expect Hoffman to be. But then I looked at Logan Allen, and I see the two point seven zero ERA, and I go, man, this this guy's I guess pretty good. But then. You look at things again, like the XFIP, and it's just telling you a completely different story. Sort of these ERA estimators, it's telling you a different story about what Logan Allen is. And mm-hmm. against Cincinnati, who's crushing right-handed pitchers, why not take a shot on the Reds today? Yeah, I mean, also remember they're back home, and when yeah. they're at home, that first few, the the first couple series, those they series went pretty well. <laughs> they, they, I mean. I mean, the difference between the Reds at home and the Reds on the road this year so far has been quite stark. You know, the the first two series, based on the numbers I looked at, Cincinnati averaged nine and a half runs, batted 320, OPS of 1.006 or 5-1 against the Cardinals and the Pirates for their opening homestand. Now, you don't get much better than that, no, right? No. So, but... Jeez. But then they went on the road and they fought and played against opponents you would think they would match up well against in Arizona and San Francisco. But they only got, in total, 18 runs. They got shut out twice. They're batting 206 with a .612 OPS. And they went 2-4 and four against those teams. I mean, like, what is happening that they don't produce against a team like Arizona and a team like San Francisco? So the question is, does the home stadium favor the Reds that much more? Were they just clicking at the beginning of the season? You know, where does this fall in the, in the you know, degree of concern for the Reds offense and the Reds winning and, and producing? Because if being at home changes everything, like you said with the Phillies, then I think they can jump on Logan Allen and get get some runs across the board. I mean, look, Nick Castellanos had like four home runs and seven RBIs in that opening homestand. I mean, he was 
on fire. He was crushing the ball. He was doing everything. I mean, even the rookie, even the rookie India had great numbers at home, those first two series. And then on the road, he like totally disappeared and like didn't be barely showed up on the offensive statistics, you know, those last six games or so. So, you know, if, if home cooking is, is what's needed, you know, great, whatever the name of great American ballpark is now, if it's not great American ballpark, that the, the stadium in Cincinnati is, it will always be great American ballpark. Right. It's always great American ballpark. <laughs> but, but I mean, that stadium is like a hitter's dream. Yeah. So the fact that the Reds play there and they know the ins and outs of that stadium and they've experienced that stadium always is great for their offense. And I think they can make contact against Logan Allen. I think they can put runners on the base path. I think they can get runs across the board with Cleveland. Um, what does Hoffman do against the Indians lineup? I mean, I think you're looking at a pretty average solid day exactly nothing, exactly nothing, yeah you're not yeah nothing spectacular right. it, it it's probably going to end up being the reds outscoring the indians more so than mm -hmm. um any one pitcher being able to control which, the lineup. yeah which cleveland still can't hit even when they right. have won a few games it's not like they're crushing the ball for seven eight runs it's you know four right. three wins uh five mm -hmm. two wins tight things right. like that they're not overly crushing teams yeah in they're of not lineup. They're not overly crushing. I mean, look, Framil Reyes is the DH. Um, I haven't seen the lineup today. I don't know if he's in the outfield or not because he has played outfield in the past. But if he's not in the lineup, that takes some power away from Cleveland. Um, I mean, Jose Ramirez had a home run yesterday. But, I mean, overall, he hasn't really produced that much. I mean, he's he's – what one hit in 27 at, or 21 at bats during his pretty good. six games or something. I mean, like it's pretty good. You know, it's spotty at best. If, if, if Hoffman leaves some fat things over the plate, maybe he can get into some trouble, but if he pitches, decent, I, I think that Cleveland's not good enough. And I think we've talked no. about this before. Cleveland's not good enough to, even if Hoffman is around the middle of the plate, they don't right. have enough pop in that lineup to do it's some just, really heavy damage. It's just not going to be a lot of damage. You're going to get a run here or there, but you're not really going to get that monster right. inning of, oh no, we let up four runs or whatever. <laughs> what are we, how are we going to come back from that? You know, like it, it's just not going to happen with Cleveland's lineup unless yeah. you're absolutely atrocious, but I don't think Hoffman's going to be that bad. Um, and so I'm right now looking at the Cubs and Braves game, and there's mm -hmm. some weird stuff happening with it. We don't have anything, really. We have, which is weird, the player props are up there, and we have some yep. of the all of that, but when we have run lines, team to score, but we don't have team total. We don't have a money line to bet on. I think I just saw it at minus 110. I mean, look, I know the Braves have not been great. Uh, I know yep. they had a bad series against the Marlins, mm -hmm. but – also, the Cubs stink. Like anytime I can get the Braves, I think at a price like that. I mean, it was minus one ten. 
So basically, mm-hmm. they're I think they're they're a slight favorite, but the Cubs are at like minus one hundred and four with Zach Davies in the mound. Zach Davies is going to get crushed by this mm-hmm. Braves lineup, and no, the entire Braves lineup's not hitting well. Doesn't matter though when Ronald Acuna, one of the best hitter. I mean, we've seen this before. Hitters carry teams mm-hmm. uh, and with with their pop. I mean, Ronald Acuna is carrying this team. It that's okay to say though, and it's okay to mm-hmm. bet on that. Uh, I think I'm going to bet on Ronald Acuna Jr. Basically out hitting the entire Cubs lineup because I think that's entirely possible right now. Uh, and Absolutely. so, yeah, I mean, is is that <laughs> something that you would be – because if I'm going to get the Braves minus 110 against a team like the Cubs, I don't care how the Braves are playing. I, I, As we know, and minus 108 now, look at that. Like the Braves are the better team. Mm-hmm. The Braves should out hit the Cubs. The Braves should win this game. They should. They, I mean, I don't see any reason that they shouldn't. There's nothing that really jumps out at me that says, oh, yeah, Zach Davies is going to have a good day against this lineup. Or there's nothing that says to me that the Cubs are going to really hit Drew Smiley. I mean, look, it's all Ronald Acuna right now. And if he can do what he does, then I think this favors the Braves. I would feel comfortable going with the Braves. I mean, the the Cubs offense hasn't shown up enough for me to sit there and say – all right, can they counter Ronald Acuna? Like, the Braves lineup doesn't offer a lot of support for Acuna, but there is support there. You know, you got Freddie Freeman, you got Ozuna. Well, you're you just got... waiting on that support to finally help out a bit. Yeah. I know Freddie you know, Freeman you're... at times has, but you're just waiting for that, basically. Right, you're just waiting that one day, one of these games, the Braves lineup is going to click. And when it does, it should be as shut down an offense as you could, you know, experience against almost any, it should be like the Dodgers. It should be like a healthy Padres. If they ever played the way they're, they stack up on paper, you know, like the Braves have a good lineup and they're just not performing yet at the level that they should be. But Acuna is. All right. So that's why I knew there was something a little bit funky going on. So things are being taken out and put it back in because Mm -hmm. Drew Smiley literally just a half an hour ago was put on the IL. Ah. Um, so he's out, but mm-hmm. enter in and a guy that last season I was intrigued by a little bit, but enter in Kyle Wright uh, mm. from Atlanta. Young pitcher has the stuff has gotten shelled uh, mm-hmm. so far in his major league career. Last year in two in 2020, a 5.21 ERA, uh, in 2019, in 19 point, 19 to two thirds innings pitch in seven games, four of them a starts and 8.69. This kid is young. Uh, mm-hmm. He's 25. He has great stuff. Just hasn't been able to put it together sort of at the major league level. But, you know, I, I would hope that this line changes a little bit more now that we get kind <laughs> of who is going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still go the Braves because, again, I, I just don't think the, the Cubs – no matter what, can't really hit pitching too well. They can't hit uh, anything too well. You know, it's probably better <laughs> as well that they're they're facing a right-handed pitcher instead mm-hmm. of a lefty because they've been hitting left-handed pitching better this season. Uh, they're eleventh uh, in Woba and runs created plus, so obviously mm-hmm. they've been doing pretty well against left-handed pitching. Maybe this favors the, the Braves a little bit. They have a right-handed pitcher out there now. It's just you're under the mercy of how. Kyle Wright is going to react how he's going to pitch right uh, because if he's all over the place like he has then you know it's obviously it's not good but yeah if he goes out just solid game 
You know, he's going to give up a few hits, few runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think the Braves lineup can out-hit the Cubs in this matchup. I still do. Absolutely. I mean, look, looking at looking at the lineup for the Cubs, they have one guy over 200 batting average. That's good. They have two guys at 200 batting average. That's and then good. everybody else is below. That's so, good. You know, Very look, good. Look, can I mean, and, and their best hitter, at least that was in the lineup against the Brewers, yes, you know, the other day, was like Mariznick batting 250. Yeah, I guess what you're saying there is Kyle Wright, just don't hurt yourself. Don't right. walk batters, pitch don't. the contact, let your defense do the work, and right. you know, let the let the lineup kind of give you a lead here. Pitch to your strengths and don't hurt yourself. It's like when I, you know, when I do my picks or when I am in like the pool for like the NCAA tournament, don't beat yourself. Yeah. Let let the other players, you know, make their own mistakes. You just do what you do. And everything else should, you know, you should be in a pretty good spot at the end. Yeah. And I'm, we'll be, like, yeah. And, and we'll be keeping up on that line because I have a feeling it might get a little bit better. Oh, 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 whoa. Did anybody see that glitch in the matrix literally just for a second? I saw a plus 165 there. I swear to sweet Jesus. If this goes to plus 165, or if that was just a glitch in the matrix, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, but if it ends up going to that price, I am I'm smashing the Braves here. I am yes. hitting that smash money line button over and over again. Mm-hmm. And of course, if that's the case, why not put in another bet on the Braves team total over? Because if they win this game, which I think they, they do, especially if the price I'm going to take it, that means they're also hitting. Uh, so I know it was a four and a half when I saw it yesterday. It probably will be today. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wanted to mention that game, and I'm glad we did. Uh, two other games here and two interesting ones. First, I want to go with the one I I wanted to find a play on, and I just couldn't yet, so I'll, I'll throw it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. What in this game do you like? If anything, I was maybe going to go under the three and a half because I know Ryan Weathers has been pretty good, but it's just mm-hmm. the worry of that Braves lineup. Uh, but what, what can you tell me about this match that you liked? It was really hard to find something for me. I know that. Yeah, well, look, Ryan Weathers is making his first career start, okay? So he's been in three games so far for six yeah. total innings against Arizona, San Francisco, and Texas. So All not terrible. Um, yeah, no, they're not the Dodgers. Let's just say that. No <laughs> they are team. not the Dodgers. No. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Dodgers are going to destroy Ryan Weathers, but... <laughs> The Dodgers lineup, even without Cody Bellinger, has been fantastic. Justin Turner is on fire. I mean, he has been hitting everything in sight and has just obliterated the opposing pitching over the last handful of games, at least. Um, you know, Max Muncie is hitting well. Like like yesterday, it was not Gomber that got the Dodgers, but the relief pitching for the Rockies. I that... know. I thought it was going to be Gomber. I bet against uh, Gomber so much, but yeah. at least I got the team total over. Thank God. Right. Right. It. But you know, it was it was the relief pitching, and when the relief pitching was yeah. bad for Colorado, LA jumped all over them. I mean, they just annihilated them. So, you know, it's <laughs> not only like not only just those two guys. Like the entire Dodgers lineup is 250 and above batting average. Like they are in midseason form, hitting everybody regularly, scoring enough to get the wins. You know, like I said, like Urias isn't going to get the loss yesterday, and he didn't. He didn't pitch great, 
but he didn't get a decision. So, you know, that maintained, you, you know, Urias's quality pitching that the Dodgers lineup was able to support him enough yeah. to get the runs across the board to take care of any mistakes on the pitching mound. So, you know, when you have a, when you have a lineup like that, that can swallow up the mistakes of the pitcher, you're in good shape. And, you know, what, what can Ryan Weathers do over, I mean, if he's going to go six innings today, that doubles his season output, you know, like, like that, that doesn't necessarily line up to a great matchup in the Padres favor. You know, this looks like the Dodgers lineup. Maybe this, maybe it takes them the second time around, but it looks like they can get their work in and they can really hammer Ryan Weathers, you know, cause they, they've yeah. hammered everybody. So I think they can get their work in on, on Ryan Weathers. Um, now can Ryan Weathers shut him down? It's possible, but you know, the, 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 the work that he's done so far this season has been minimal at best. Right. And yeah, he does have, have a no win. idea what you're getting at him. Basically, right? You yeah. don't know. He he does have a win. He does have a save. In you know, in those in two of those games. So clearly, he's pitched well for the inning or two that he's in for those games later in the game. Um, but again, you know, you're facing Arizona, San Francisco, and Texas. Like that's not yeah. really comparable lineups to compare to the Dodgers. But I mean, Walker Bueller's on the mound for the Dodgers. I mean. Last time I checked, he's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> what else do I need to say? It's Walker Bueller. Look, the the Padres offense hasn't done much of anything. If anything, yesterday they exposed a, a poor Mitch Keller, which we knew he was going to be, you know, questionable at best, and they took advantage of his questionability. You know, yeah. I, I I was cutting post at work yesterday, and I had the Derek Shelton post game presser for the Pirates, and he's like, you know, we we kept. Mitch Keller in longer than we needed to because we needed to stretch him out. We needed to have him get innings. We needed to have him work through problems. So the Padres took advantage of that yesterday and they put up a bunch of runs. I don't think they're going to do that against Walker Bueller. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So there was one game real quick that I wanted to go over. Now this one, we actually will get a play in Uh, Moneyline first five. I think Mariners there. I was also going to see if the player props are right. Yep. That's not going to come till late, but okay. The the other game I wanted to just go over real quick uh, because I think it's a solid value on the, on the board. Uh, Twins at plus plus one eighteen. Lewis Thorpe. uh, Not great. But also, uh, Angels, this is one where I think the matchup a little bit tells me, I think, underdog. Twins have been actually hitting left-handed pitching really well. Mm-hmm. I don't like Andrew Heaney. He's a bad lefty, right. uh, and he should get crushed by this Twins mm-hmm. lineup. But also, the Angels have been doing very well, but they are, I think, 0-3 against lefties. So, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a little bit of a matchup here where I think the Twins can hit Heaney hard. Uh, if anything, maybe a team total over, but I actually just want to take the value at the money line at plus 118 thinking that uh, they can get after Heaney and end up winning this game. So I think there's a little bit of value there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let's go to another game where I would like to find the strikeout prop. Obviously, we're not going to get that yet. But what I think right now I can see on the board that I want to go to is the first five money line for the Mariners. Yusei Kikuchi against the Astros whatever Astros lineup they're putting out there. I don't even know know if I can say the Astros lineup. What's their AAA affiliate? Uh, But, yeah, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. Corpus Christi, I think. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe look, I don't. If they were fully healthy, they hit left-handed pitching pretty hard. But yeah, that's not the team that 
Kikuchi is going to face. So no. I think uh, Kikuchi has good stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it was any other context, then I would say no against the Astros. But right. with, a, with a depleted lineup, with the stuff that Kikuchi has, I do like Mariners minus one. Mm -hmm. uh, at least first five. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you're facing an Astros lineup without Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, and Maldonado, I mean, could it get any easier? Are yeah. you playing a AAA team? I mean, look, these are the people that the Astros called up and moved up to their 40-man roster for this stretch of games while these guys are out with, I believe, COVID protocols. Um, Taylor Jones, Garrett Stubbs, Abraham Toro, Alex Degatti, and Ronnie Dawson. Do any of those names ring a bell? <laughs> Do we know who any of these players are if you're not a diehard Houston Astro farm system trolling, you know, not trolling, but like a farm system following baseball fan. Like, yeah, not really. I mean, I recognize, I know Abraham Toro has played a handful of games with the Astros here and there over the last couple of seasons, but like these other guys, I mean, you're, you're, it, this is almost like uh, St. Louis last year where they'd called up a bunch of people because of COVID, you know, for, for their most of 2020 when they just had nobody available to them. Um, look, Kikuchi is decent. I mean, he's probably above decent. He he has, you know, pitched really well in, in his first couple starts this year. He usually has a maybe a small little rough patch that yeah. he usually has to work out of. But, I mean, he's been pretty good. And the, and the Mariners themselves, they're, I mean, they went five and two on their last road trip, so you know they're kind of they're kind of getting some hot bats. I mean, Mitch Haniger was on fire this past handful of games. Um, so look, if, if you don't have an Astros lineup to combat, you know Kikuchi in in any serious threatening way, yeah. I don't see a reason why you would not be all over the Mariners in, in this type of situation. Yeah, completely agree. You know, and, like, um, I mean, I mean, but like even, even with Urquidy on the mound for the Astros, I mean, he can only do so much, you know, right. like he would have to throw a no hitter for me to really consider the Astros having a chance in this game. Yeah. And look, if you want to just stick with, you know, the less variables here, just stick with the first five. I think Kikuchi mm -hmm. could out pitch uh, him and, yeah. you know, now you get first five innings, don't have to deal with the bullpen. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, the Mariners have not really had to use much because they've had four straight uh, double headers or yep. four straight games, but two straight double headers. So mm -hmm. uh, they haven't had to go deep into games. So instead of, you know, going deep into the game and the variable, their bullpen now, uh, just go money line first five innings. And I think take yeah. advantage of that. All right, here's what we have for the board today. Look, I, I, I think when you say six bets, it's a lot. Um, obviously, you're not going to bet all these. Uh, you're going to pick a few, but I mean, out of today's slate, there are a lot of games. I, I think this is, we tried to come up with the best that we could. And I think these honestly are pretty good. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we're going with the Phillies over four and a half at plus 100. You're going to get even money out of it. Phillies at home. And we're going to use that theory with the Reds too, with the Phillies and the Reds. I think you, you pointed the Reds one out. I pointed the mm -hmm. Phillies, but just the home road splits. Yeah. Both of these teams are better at home, hit better. So why not? Try that theory out over four and a half for the Phils, over four and a half for the Reds, minus one and five, plus 100. Probably a little bit discounted prices for these two good lineups because of what's happened recently. Braves, I'm going to I'm gonna leave it up there, but obviously just wait. Uh, 
Wait to see if that line moves, what happens with it, because yeah. Kyle Wright's now starting for Drew Smiley. Just give it a second uh, and see what line you can get. But as of right now, I do like the Braves' money line. Uh, we're going to take a chance on the Twins. I think the Twins have some value, plus 118. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, uh, good against left-handed pitching so far this season. Andrew Heaney on the mound, who is a bad left-handed pitcher. <laughs> Uh, and then also we're going to go with the Maryland uh, Mariners for a fi- first five innings minus one Oh nine on the money line. And then the reds um, I took on the money line. That's obviously, you know, up, up to your discretion. I think the better bet is the over four and a half. Uh, but I, I think you can kind of pair those two together. If they, mm-hmm. I, I think if they end up hitting well and get the over four and a half, which I think they do probably means they wins, win this game because if they do that, Cleveland isn't really going to win this game. Uh, there's not many times Cleveland hits over four and a half. So if that's the case, and I think they can hit Logan Hallen. If that's the case, I mm-hmm. think they win this game. Uh, all right, that's it for the uh, Better Baseball Podcast, a Friday edition of the Better Baseball Podcast. You know what, Brian? You have yourself a good weekend. Let's go out winners. Let's go into the weekend winners, all right? I got tea mm-hmm. times for tomorrow, all right? I'm going to be golfing. I'm going to be hanging out. I want to go in a winner. I want to go into the mm-hmm. weekend winning and that's what we hopefully are going to do here on the better I like our picks. podcast i, I like do too picks. i i like it i always feel like every day i say that and then the games come around i'm like oh i don't know man maybe i shouldn't have made that pick uh but no i feel i feel good about it i feel great that uh, we're going to the weekend maybe winners here mm-hmm. on the better baseball podcast that's brian sloan follow him at one fan power trip my name is john jansen follow me at j jansen 34 starting rotation articles up mlb dfs picks and pivots picks will be up for today and also the rest of the DFS articles for Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, and sports betting picks as well. All can be found at windailysports.com.